tell me one, yeah? Okay, good morning. A good yontif, right? So it's a yontif. Um, so I want to continue as a part two to what I started last week. I know it's strange to call a class a klipas v'sitra but that's basically what we're talking about. Um, because part of the whole hishtalshalus, obviously, <coughs> where the Abish to created the world, as I discussed last week, is not just that there's a hishtalshalus of madrega la madrega, in other words, from the highest levels of Eren Sof, as it goes through the Tzimtzumim, and Slavish manifests in, in Kalim, and through Atzilus, Ambri, Yitzir, Asiya. That is already a, also a challenge. But there, there's not an union of a. There, it's not ultimately, as the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya Perik Lamedvav, a Tachlis Ahelam. You could say it's diminished. Moshe Nasir, Ruchnis, even. As I mentioned, there's Malachim, and they serve Hashem. Good, they don't have the same Gilel Lukus, let's say, like in Yitzira, or in Brio, or Atzilis. But to deal with the world we have, it's a whole new reality. This isn't just a world where Lukus is somewhat Behelem, or very much Behelem, to the point that it's completely concealed. But I uh, look at the world. People can behave the most atrocious ways, completely hippoch, like he says, to the point that which is not just a, uh, a hella, it's a, a disnagdus. And of course, there's no tachtenim, there would be no achievement if it didn't have that. So you have to deal with the, the biggest issue, maybe the biggest, the million dollar question, the biggest question of all, the suffering in this world, the pain, uh, things that are seemingly senseless, and I'm talking about from the Holocaust all the way to individual personal tragedies, as we see and we continue to see, unfortunately. So this is not just a uh, issue of uh, more eloquence, less eloquence. It actually goes against everything that Ebrister stands for. We're told tevatev lehetiv etzematev. The Ebrister's ultimate good, and everything is going to be good, tarkud v'zangut, and all that. But you have Bapel Mamish, you see, Le'ene Bosa Shalanu at least, and that's real, it's not an illusion. You know, if someone, God forbid, dies, we don't say it's an illusion. You sit Shiva, Le'erachmona Lislan, and you have to grieve and cry over it. So I want to get address that a little more. You know, last week I addressed more the Ishtalshus of it from based on the Tanya, the Sicha from Vimikates Memzayin, Tavshim Memzayin, but a little more about the very Etzaminyan because it's the biggest question that you'll ever face, you'll, that we have and that everybody has. I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned, but the, even that letter, famous letter that the Rebbe wrote to Ben Svi, the president of Israel, why he doesn't use the word Nasi. You now everyone quotes that letter, but the Rebbe says, since he's a child, he envisioned, imagined what will be like the world when Mashiach comes, and Mashiach is the ultimate Nasi, so he can't use the word Nasi on anyone else. But the Rebbe adds a line there, which I was found to be maybe the most uh, powerful of them all. A time when Mashiach comes, well, we'll understand 
Eitcha Hashem Kernafta be all the tzaddas that Eden went through. Of all the things that Ebbe says as a child that bothered him, so to speak, and what he was thinking about, not just Meshach going to come. Not, I say just, that's a big thing too. But also the biggest question of all is how will we resolve all the years of tzaddas. And of course the Rebbe went through his tzaddas and his father went through it. I mean, we, we don't need any proofs for that. So it always remains, even and here's the Rebbe's letter, a dilemma. And even in Kabbalah and in Manisforim, the question is, how does Ra become a reality? If ein Ra yeres momayla. It says clearly, Ra does not come from above. So where does it come from then? And nothing creates itself. Everything is created by the Ebrister. And we see Bepel, there is Ra. There are things that are in the category that the Torah calls Teva and Ra. Even Eitzadas, Teva Ra. The Torah says it's Ra. So I wanted to analyze that a bit more, what that means and how it came about. Now, how it came about, I did discuss. That's the classic Moshe from the Magid of the Helam, how Helam brings to a Managid. No, there's no concealment. There never can be anything that will oppose godliness. You have it's not shaykh because there is nothing else. So in a state of alakuz bepshitus, the language of chassidus, where you have only alakuz, call it there's not room for anything else because everything is is godly and everything that's godly is, is tev and kedusha and so on. So the way to get to a place that will be a helam behester. Like the Alter Rebbe Taker says, you don't get the Kamali clips of Sitra that a Menaged Hashem without a Helam. It doesn't go the other way around. First, you need a Helam. So the mere fact that Breshi is borrowed the Kim, the Abish to create the world with the Kim, Midas Adin, Midas Ad Simpson, is the Moshe, like the father, hiding from the child with the Kavana, Bishwil Hagili. The Kavana is not to hide. The Kavana is to create a consciousness of another entity independent, that will choose and say, ah, I'm going to look for my father even in this helm and discover, and then it comes from Aveda, from our Aveda. It wasn't the to doing, we did it. Which is, of course, the Aveda of Dira B'Tachtein, that even though it's Tachtein, we're not inspired from it. We see through it, so to speak, and we keep looking for Lekus, even in the darkest places. And not only looking, we refine the world. That's called Birur, Vizichu Ha'elam, that you take the world, and not only don't uh, act in a way that's the opposite of Rosh Hashem, but we align it. Shem Shemayim, Kol Masech Shem Shemayim, Al-Tareb explains in Tanya, even divided Shus. So obviously there are things that are off limits, called Sholoshkip Satmeis, which I'm going to discuss a bit more. But that's the, the that you can say is the way Chassidus explains the root. So then, why? Because Mamaila did not come any Ra. Mamaila came a hell. That's Kayachat Simpson. Hein Hein Gvuresov. God's power to conceal himself. Fine. But, but Ra is a result of concealment that's misunderstood by the Makabal. To use another marshal that the Rebbe quotes from, um, from Bahilo about the three weeks. He asks why the three weeks are Kanege Chabad. The three weeks is a time of Helen Behester, time of Churban and so on. So why do you compare it to Chabad? So the Rabbi Hill gives a marshal, 
It's mashma from the Rebbe that the Maimer that he, that the Maimer of Rabbi Hill is based on the Tzemach Tzedek, uh, Maimer of Mitla Rebbe. And the Moshal is a similar Moshal that the teacher <coughs> who wants to be his teacher is teaching a student. But then he has a chukah, he has a yearning to be Megala a new chidush, a new unprecedented innovation that he never revealed before. But since it's so new, so the teacher has to so-called prepare himself. So he falls silent, he's quiet, because he can't continue the hamshacha, the that he was teaching before, because that was the previous paradigm, the previous concept, the new concept. So he goes quiet, so the teacher becomes quiet, goes back into his own thoughts, that was like Chabad is Eila Sharshe in the language there in the Mimer. And he, as he prepares himself, meanwhile it's quiet. So the student could either understand that there's a big gili coming, or if he misunderstands, he thinks the teacher abandoned him. Because here his teacher was teaching him, and now suddenly the teacher is quiet. And that's the cause of all the problems, because he misunderstands and he thinks the teacher left him. Similar like the muscle with the father, where the child stops looking because he thinks the father is no longer there, even though that's not correct. So Rabbi Hill explains that that's why it's the three weeks. Three weeks is after the Churm Bayes edition, Bayes Sheni, Ebishtu wants to prepare a whole new level of Elokus, which is Bayes Shlishi. So in a sense, there's a Helam. The Helam is Bishvil Gili, but misunderstood, it turns into all the negative things because we think God is not there. Um, as the Rebbe brings in the famous Tubishvat Sicha Lamates, Lamates. So, so based on that, the whole point of the Helam is not a Helam, it's only a Gili, but we don't understand that. So we deal with any Nisoyin in our life, right now, today, or yesterday, anything. So, you know, we look at it immediate. It's a, it's a challenge. And we feel sometimes, why is God doing this? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And the key is to understand that it's all Shri When you misunderstand it, that's when all the issues come up. Because then, you either go off on your own feeling, the Ebrish is not there with you, or whatever other things come from it. So that's the basic explanation and it's, even though it seems like a simple explanation, actually when you look in the Paradis of the Ramak or other places where they ask the question, how does Ra come to be? See, this brings it in several places. You see, they struggle with it. It's not so simple. Because as I said, as much as you're Maile Melikus, it doesn't turn into, God forbid, evil. You could just you conceal something does not mean it's going to be evil. But this point of Chassidus is the misunderstanding that we have. Like I spoke last week about the clipper. You look at a fruit and you don't realize there's a fruit inside, and you start eating the peel, it could be destructive. There's some peels that are actually toxic. Because you could, what happened? The whole peel was there to protect and conceal the fruit, to protect it from the environment or from, or from insects or whatever. And here, you are misunderstanding. You think the peel is a tachlis la'atzme. Okay. So that's the general explanation. But to go a bit deeper, I wanted to go into, uh, to bring another, well, this is a number of sikhs of the Rebbe, but I'm going to specifically look at the sikha, famous sikha, the sikha is chelik vav, shmois, beiz, by levenim and avonim. I'm sure you've all learned it because it's like one of the classics, as they call it. 
Uh, was, the Rebbe said it mostly actually in Shabbos, uh, was Shivasa Batamas, I believe, Nitche, yeah, Bolok Tavshin Chav Dalit, was a Shivasa Batamas Nitche. So the Rebbe speaks about Klippas Vesita Achre. The Sikh is really about uh, the Taimi Habriya, the three main reasons why God created the world. So you have the three Matarigas, one is Legal Shlemus Kechesov. To reveal his keiches, that's what it says in Eitzchayim. The others, Yakiru Gedulose, or Begin Dishtamudimbe, that we should recognize, that there should be Kalim to be Makabul, and recognize godliness, or God. And the third, the ultimate time, is Nesavakosh Baruchalis Leis Baruchalis Baruchalis And the Rebbe essentially explains how the first two timing is in Eir. So Eir wants to be Megala itself, Eir is Mashpia. The second time is Mitzat Keli. And the third time, the ultimate reason, what, what the Tzamech Vov calls Tachlis HaKavana, or Tachlis HaMittis HaKavana, is that's Mesad Etzem, Asmus. And that explains in a number of places that all the time are valid. It depends where you're speaking. The ultimate time, you need to have Nesava because it's the only way to explain why the Ebrist would create Tachtenim. Because Legal HaShlem is Kechesov, Atzilus is enough. Briya, definitely Atzilus. Uh, even Yakiru Gedulase is also the higher worlds. Only, how do you explain Elam Hazer with all its halomas? That's what the Altarev and Prayer Klamadvov did a bit Okay, but I wanted to touch upon a few key uh, orders. One the Rebbe, I believe, wrote himself, but it's all obviously based. So, so the Rebbe writes, I'm, I'm looking at order 73, if you want to look at it at some point. So, I guess, let me just uh, get to that point here. So in Vosba state, okay, so what, what, what consists the Emesa Eifun from Dirba Tachtenim? I'm reading from the Prim, just summarizing. Nesava Kosh It says like this Tachten, Shein Tachten Lamatim Menu, Los Natanya. Being Hester Eddie's Borva Cheshkov from Kuplat from all the clips, Shem Neged Hashem Mamish Lemer and Niva Avsi Eid. And then the Rebbe says like this, when I eat nem de inyonim tachtenim, was I full with clippers with sita achre, because I'm a nagin shalakus, so here's the Aveda. So we're taking tachtenim, mole clippers with sita achre, what does that mean? Remember, clippers with sita achre does not mean ra, clipper means a shell, and sita achre just means the other side, not kedusha. And that doesn't exist in the, the higher worlds. In Atsilas, there's no, you can't make that mistake. You can't say the Kalim of Atsilas are Mailim on the Eir, and therefore you have Negad Hashem Mamash. You can't say that. The Kalim and Atsilas are Kalim Taka, but they're Kalim that are Iyuvigarmu Yichad. They're completely aware of the Eir. It's only here that the Kalim or the Klippa can not be aware. But then when we don't allow ourselves to buy into that Helim, so, and we might not know that in Nidurgzuchen, Megala zayin dem teivin gedusha v'zol behalten in zeifim frier, like we discussed last week as well. We're not just talking about revealing the fruit. Val adra b'zayir ganzav vezin is neged Hashem mamish. So the whole being is neged Hashem. So you can't just suffice by saying I'll be megala the primius. That's enough for so-called be megala the father that's hiding. Now durch zebrechenum avatel zayin de sitra achrein ganz. But what does that mean? Because you have to eliminate the helim. 
You have to eliminate the concealment. It's true, you have to magal the kavona, like I spoke before, Hashem Shamayim and everything be done and understand the whole purpose is only gili, but there's still a sitrach, there's still a managit. So you have to destroy that. That's the Chiddush. If you remember last week when we spoke from Mikates Tov Shemem Zayin, the Chiddush is that to make a keli from a world that's not a keli on its own. Because remember again, the fact that there's a helam, so the the helam, if it's not used kegen neged Hashem, so fine. So you have to then reveal the good within it. But once it's got to a point where you have absolute snagdus, well, let's say someone says aniva afsi aid, that's like that's opposing God, bekitzer. So there, to change a world like that, like this world, where, which we call an agnostic world, there's a, there's a chiddush necessary. Because even if someone does a mitzvah, it doesn't change the matzvah elam. We need to change the whole attitude that the helam v'hest in this world should not be mistaken as being meaning that we're on our own. And that's the ischatzus. Thus is the did of us nesava baruch Okay. So here in the Ha'ara, the Rebbe writes like this. Just reading the order, then I'll explain. He brings from Teir Shalom. I'll explain in a minute what that is. I'll just read the whole order. Which is a very interesting expression from Heder Metzius. So let's talk about this a moment. So there's an interesting Ragat Shavar. Start with the Ragat Shavar. Pasha Bereshis. He says something which is very, it's a niggledic expression, but it's very chsidish word. He says that before Chet Eitzadas, anything that was Osir didn't exist. If something the Ebershter said is not allowed, it didn't exist. It wasn't there. It existed. Like now, for example, there are things that are Devarim Asurim, and unfortunately, people are avid, and it exists. You can't say it's a dimyon. But in a world of Kedusha, if the Ebersh has said it's not allowed, it doesn't exist. The Chet Eitzadash changed that. It created a world where you could have something that's Neged Hashem. It's not the words he uses. He uses Dovet Osir, and it exists. The question is, what does that mean exactly? What's the word that he's saying? Very simple. Since the only Tachlis Emes is the Ebishter, and he created everything, so the only thing that really exists is what the Ebishter wants, 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 wants. If he doesn't want something, what, it doesn't have any source for, for Metzias. By us, it's not that way. We're not, we're not a beta, so things can, can happen that are not in our control. But if the Ebishter doesn't want something, then it, w- it wouldn't exist. And yet you see, the Torah says, the Dvarim Mutarim and the Dvarim Asunim. So what does that mean? So the Teda Sholem explains that Klippus by Etzem come from Heder, the Metzius of Heder. It's because when the Ebershter said, I want this and I don't want this, so even from something he didn't want, something was created, but it's not an actual creation, it's called a negative creation. Because I don't want it. Basically, in other words, this whole Metzius is not to exist. But that's what the Ebershter wanted when he created Tachtenim. I know it's maybe a little Dakas uh, but think about it. You'll see it makes a lot of sense. So I'll say it again. As soon as the Ebershter said he wants a world of Tev, 
And he said, I don't want Ra. And the best proof is when he told the other Merchava, do not eat from this tree, do not eat from it. Eat from all the other trees. So by saying, do not eat from this tree, something was created. However, the mistake is, it's not created to use it, it's created not to use it. I'll just give an example, make it a little more uh, pal pal palpable. Um, it says in the Apostle, and then the opposite, that's the Hippocha So the Rebbe asks a question, whenever it says Nason, Mloshim Atona, Chola Nason, Ba'in Yofa Nason. So, Bela Brocha, that's a Matona. What kind of Matona is a Hippocha Brocha? And it says on both of them, Nei Nechin Nason, Nechim Ayim, Esa Brocha, the S, the opposite. So how could you say Nason on the opposite? <coughs> and the Rebbe answers, very balbat shib, a very profound answer, <coughs> that when you're traveling and you come to a crossroad, and you don't know where to go, so when someone tells you, go down this road, okay, that's good. This is the healthy road to go to. And if someone tells you, don't go down this road, it's a dangerous road, that's also a bracha. In other words, a bracha is not just to tell you what to do, it's also to tell you what not to do. As a matter of fact, sometimes we know what to do, but we're not always warned what not to do. And we could then get into trouble. Because you could say, okay, fine, this road is a good road. But you didn't tell me this road was dangerous. And you end up going on the other road, you get hurt. So bracha doesn't always mean to tell someone what to do. It's also telling them what not to do. What's the bracha in it? Not to go there. The bracha is not to go there. In other words, the advice is to tell you what to avoid. So essentially, when the Abraham created the world, a world like we say, tachtenim, and it's a helam, and called drachim becheska sakana, you travel this world. If you don't have Teir and Shulchan Aruch, you can't always know, even with Teir and Shulchan Aruch, it's not always easy. You can't know what's right or what's wrong. I'm not talking about things like uh, that we have Behergish, not to murder someone, you know, like the Gemara says, we would learn Sneas from a from a, from a cat. I'm talking about so many things in life that you need a, you need a Rav, you need a Shulchan Aruch, you need a Teir Eir to tell you, is this right, is this not right? So the Ebishter did gave us two brachas. One is, here are the things to do. So Leisaseh is just as powerful, if not even more powerful, than a Mitzvah Because it's telling you what to avoid. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? The answer is, the good part is to avoid it. What happens if you do what you should be avoiding? So you're giving it Mitzvah. That's what the Rebbe Rashab says in Teir Shalom that Klippa Ra, what he calls, Klippa Sitra, Mitzias the Heather. There are Mitzias, but a Mitzias that you should avoid. So their whole, the highest that is in that Mitzias is to not do it. That's why we say, for example, the expression Shvirosan Zui Takanosan. You know, a common expression, Chassidus brings it, Alocha brings it. What does that mean exactly? Is it Shvir or is it Tikkun? You're breaking, the breaking is the Tikkun. And the vart is, and this is one of the chidushim here, the vart is, why is it breaking the, the tikkun? Because its inyan is, is not to be done. So how do you mekayim a thing that the Ebers created that you should avoid? By not doing it. And by not doing it, that's a tikkun. So shvir is not always a bad thing. It depends what you're breaking. Like when we say, seisra manas livnes. You see, they raise a building. I mean, raise with a Z. You, you destroy a building, say, hey, it's destruction. And then you realize, no, they're taking down the building to build a better building. Like we talk about Churm Beis Amidash in a way, that same context. 
So it all comes down to where going, where you're going with it. So the Rebbe says here that's so. So it's a mitzvah the header on its own. So in other words, let's start talk with Gashmis. Adam and Chava placed in Gan Eden. Here's we call eight Sagan Teichel, and it's Achayim and other the other other trees. Then there's one tree the Abraham says this tree do not eat from. That itself is a positive. It's telling them what not to do, which means simply this is poisonous. So and I know it's poisonous, so don't eat it because you eat from it, you're going to get uh, you'll be uh, you'll uh, die. That's exactly what he says. Not right away, later. But the point is, it's toxic. So this is a bracha. It's also nesin lefnechemayim. However, it's what you shouldn't do. So that's heder. So there are things we fulfill Ratzon Hashem through, through Maisa, through Chiyuv, and there are things through avoidance. It's a, a completely, perfectly good thing to do. I mean, every training, when you train someone in any, uh, in any craft, in any business, in anything, you not, don't, don't just teach them what to do, you also teach them best practices what not to do. Not to make mistakes, not to do this thing, not to do that. Then you need both. So in that sense, the Chet HaTzadah, the Eitzadahs rather, is being, the Hebrew says, Mechayim, Mahavim, Mechayim, but not by saying do, by saying Leisasa. To not, to not do. So then, now, God forbid, if somebody does act on it, and does eat the poison, so to speak, so then comes the Aveda of the Chidush, the Rebbe's words, so then when a person, one second, let me just read it again. Okay, so when you avoid it, you're making from a head that a metzius. Because this metzius, by avoiding it, you're not doing it, so therefore you're giving it its real chayas, like shvirosan zuyat takanosan. If chaz a person is aver, so then you need tshuva in all the different ways that we can be mahapachet. So based on that, you see there's something even deeper. It's not just like a mitzvah says, it has something deeper because you're taking a mitzvah of heder and you make a mitzvah. That's what the Rebbe says in this, in this order. You, know, you all know the sikh is also in Chelek, also in Chelek Vov, actually. Yisrei. The machleik between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, hein, 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 lav. So the Rebbe is, one of the biurim there is, what's the machleikas? They're both saying the same thing. That uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel says that on Hain they said Hain, and on Lav they said Lav. And Rabbi Kiva said on Hain Hain, and on Lav uh, Hain. I mean, the bottom line is, lay signals means I won't steal. No one disagrees with that. The question is, did they say I won't, or I will not steal? I mean, that's the difference. Semantics. So the Rebbe answers, on the, the answer I want to refer to, is because Rabbi Akiva came from Akev, Ben Gerim, or Ger. So he came from a darkness, a cheshech, until Ben Arboim, 40, he did not learn Teda, etc. Rabbi Shmuel was a Kayin Gadol. So Rabbi Akiva understood, saw the Hain and the Lav. And Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel was a Tzaddik, the Chatchila, so he never saw the Lav. By him, everything is, uh, the Lav is Lav, you stay away from it. Rabbi Akiva was able to be Maila and be Megala the Hain, the positive in the Lav. Same idea, basically, that we're talking about. Now, what does that uh, tell you? as far as Ayurveda goes, that when we're dealing with you know, basic shlichas or any Ayurveda we do in this world, so there's one thing is you learn Teir and Mikhail Mitzvahs, and you Megala Lakus as much as you can. But there's another thing which is even deeper, and that's the ultimate Kavon. Because I said, Teir and Mitzvahs, well, I don't know, Mitzvahs, Maisius, not, but Teir you can learn in Ganeitin too. It's only in this world that we have to contend with a real Menagat. And Pashtabagashmis, you go to a community, 
or you go to the regular Elam Hazar people. I don't have to go very far. You go to yourself. We all have within ourselves the Goya Shebekir Bechot. And we know it's not so simple. You know, it's not just the Abish who gave us a Nefesh Shalikis and said, okay, go out there and, and be Megali and Nefesh Shalikis. He also gave us a Nefesh Abamis. And even though Nefesh Abamis is a Sotan Pnina Lashem Shemaim Neskaven and it's all the good Kavonis, I don't have to tell you. Nefesh Abamis is a pretty uh, formidable challenge. Everybody in their own way. So the Aveda is not just to be Megali Lakus, it's also to be Megali the purpose of the of the Helen. And that is to recognize that it's meant to avoid. That's the key thing. And according to Chassidus, especially looking at the Kudetet and Pukudet and a few other places, when a person does a, is, is Mekayim a set, it's deeper than a Eset. A Eset says Mamshech Edis and Kalim, the Alter Rebbe says. But a Leset says Mamshech from a Makif that's higher than Edis and Kalim. Because you're being Mamshech something that's beyond the structure you're, you're avoiding something. And we all see, it's much harder to resist an Aveda than to do a mitzvah. Because an Aveda has a big power, you know, a taiva, or whatever it is that's causing a person to be drawn something, to stop yourself, to refrain, is harder than to do. That's how it is. And uh, so, so doing a passover, in some places it says it's even more powerful. You see it all the time. It's harder to control yourself than to act. I'm talking about a positive act and avoiding something negative. That's how it is. Because there's a powerful force that they just invested in this world, in the Helen Behester. And we know just as it is, it says in some places that the Tzimtzum, the Shedish is higher than Eir. Simple Moshal would be, if you see a Chochem who's, who's a wise person, is it harder for the Chochem to say something or to be quiet? Obviously, to be quiet is harder. If you have something to say, let's say you see an argument or something else. I'm not, I mean machlekas. I mean, people are disagreeing about something. And you have certain wisdom, you know. But for whatever reason, you have to exercise restraint because you have to, they have to figure it out on their own. Of course, it takes much more effort to not say anything than to say anything. You know, if you're a parent and you see a child is about to make a mistake. And for whatever reason, you have to let them learn on their own. It's much harder to control yourself from not, from not saying anything. You know, I mean, I, I, I remember so many times you saw the Rebbe who exercised unbelievable restraint. He didn't get involved in situations with no question. You know, my, my father once asked the Rebbe, it's just, I mean, it's not so negate in the Yonena, but since we're on the topic. Um, so there was, a, in one city, there was a big machlekes in, um, within uh, Mongdaskonim. And uh, we don't like to say there's a machlekes in Chabad because as the Rebbeim told us, there's no machlekes in Chabad. Machlekes is in people. Chabad is in Shtok and Machlekes. Rebertson once said to someone, in Lubavitch, the Rebbe Rashab said, she said, my Zaydid Gizak doesn't Lubavitch, is all's good. So when the guy said to the Rebertson, Abbasin is good, Rebertson, she said, Abbasin is good, it doesn't is Lubavitch. So, so the Machlekes is not in Lubavitch. Machlekes is between people. But uh, so my father asked the Rebbe why the Rebbe doesn't intervene. You know, the Rebbe should say what he wants and that's it. Because Rechil Hashem, it was already getting to public and to newspapers. I mean, I don't have to tell you, as man as man, we see these things. Highly see it, but that's how it is. So the Rebbe got very serious, and he told my father, So firstly, it won't help, because everyone's going to take whatever I say and interpret as they wish. 
And second, the Rebbe, the Rebbe said, we can't mission in my separations. That's what the Rebbe said. In other words, you can't, you know, I, I mean, I want to compare it, but like the Eberstein doesn't get involved. Uh, and what do you mean doesn't get involved? He allows for Pechira. And sometimes Pechira leads to the worst possible things. I mean, we, are, we, don't, we have so many examples for that. So what, what, imagine the, the restraint, the discipline that's needed when you see something that's wrong and you're not going to do anything about it. And the, who was Negei more Kiddush Lubavitch and Kiddush Hashem than the Rebbe? And the fact that he, had to, he chose to be silent and not say anything, at least Begoli, um, is, takes much more effort and much more Kayach than to get involved. But the Rebbe saw the bigger picture. He realized that human beings have to work things out. And you know, some argue that Lubavitch would not exist today had the Rebbe intervened everywhere because people would not have a way to work things out. Everything would be, go to New York and ask the Rebbe. And we know clearly the Rebbe said, al-Asar, go to Adintera if you need. The Rebbe wanted to create a mechanism. So obviously the Rebbe could, could have intervened, and I'm sure many chassidim would have listened. But like I said, the Rebbe said both answers. That one is, if someone doesn't want to hear, they'll take the Rebbe's words, you know, It's just like we can distort Tera for our interests, you could also distort the Rebbe's words for your interest. And the second thing is, I just thought it a very interesting way the Rebbe put it, and explains a lot of things. It doesn't, listen, at the end of the day, it would be a lot easier if the Rebbe mixed into everything and said, this is exactly that. But that's the Seder Elam, and, that, and the Rebbe wanted to make us into adults and not babies. You do that with two-year-olds, you get involved when your babies are fighting. So you have to get involved. When you're dealing with adults, or you want them to be adults at least, you have to treat them like adults. And adults, sometimes you have to, they have to work it out. Um, well, okay. So that's, a, I mean, I know it's, a, it's not exactly a clippers, it's a header, but you get the idea. So, so I wanted to address that because also, uh, you know, if you look in many of the sikhs and my modem of the Rebbe, this theme is very, very common. May not, may not always use the word header and mitzvahs, but when the Rebbe speaks strongly about, uh, like in Bosilagani, Kadis Kafir Besitra Achri, Yistalik, Yikor, Kutcher Bricha, Bukula Alman, the Skafir part. We all know about Isapcha, but the Skafir, the power to control, which means to kefas atzme, simply restraint, is a tremendous power, and in Dafka, it's only in this world. The Rebbe, um, I'm trying to remember, there's a Sicha, come back to me, I don't remember right now. But Bikitsa, going back to the point here, so I wanted to just, as I said, add this whole piece about because this is what we're contending with. Now, um, I don't know if any of you are going to ask this question, but I'll ask this question. But so where do we stand now? The Rebbe said the Birurim are finished. He said clearly many times, Birurim. Birurim is the Birur of Tevera, the Birur of the Klippa from the, the Echel, from the Techa Klippa, Techa Pseilis, or Pseilis Metecha Echel. So where we stand now? And why is there, is the world a, a world of Klippus and Sitrach without the Rebbe says in Perek Lamed Vov? Is it still Chal? So listen, we don't need any proofs. The fact is, God forbid, there's still Tzadus. There's still theft and there's still murder and there's still war and there's still Sina. And there's uh, plenty of things that uh, come from the other side, not from Gedusha. So, so I want to just address that a bit because that would be a good way to tie it all together. So where do we stand? I mean, if you look at the Rebbe's words in the Sichas, and you didn't know the, what the, what's going on in the world, you'd think, 
the world is mamish at the threshold of Geula, Sha'erev Shabbos, Acha Chatzos, and we're ready to march into the Geula. You look at the world with our eyes, and for many, we'll say, as many people have asked me, I don't see a difference. What changed in Tov Shinun, Nun Aleph, Nun Beis? And the Rebbe said things changed. Yes, the Soviet Union collapsed bloodlessly without war, the Rebbe quoted, the Iraq war, many different simonim the Rebbe brought. But Bapel Mamish, there is, there is still a Yetzirah seemingly, and there is still people behaving in ways that are not exactly a pitera. And again, Yadi Inish Benafshe. I remember Mamish in Tavshin Nun Aleph. It was one of the times that Rebbe spoke very strongly by Fabring, and then then Estaim Avedis Abedurim. Now the only thing left is to open our eyes. Similar to Chayesodin Nun Beis, that Shlich ascended. Now we have to be Mekalu Play Mashiach. And even then, there was debates what that meant exactly. So I remember a guy after Chazara, we Chazara to Fabring and Hamatzay Shabbos. So a guy came over to me, a younger bocher. And he said, I heard, you know, the Fabrengen, I heard the Chazara. I have to tell you, my Yetzirah is just as active. And nothing changed this Shabbos, the last Shabbos. So I told him, don't worry about it. Mine, mine is also active. So, you know, let's join the club. <laughs> um, so he says, so what does the Rebbe mean? If my Yetzirah is active, what changed? It's a, and it's a very good klotzkash. <laughs> it's a simple question. By dollars, with that kuf, I think, someone went over by the, to the Rebbe and whispered to the Rebbe something about, uh, I guess, I think he said, I think it's on video today. Um, maybe they black out the face, I don't remember, but that he says to the Rebbe something that he's doing, but he has sometimes Hirhurim and Taivas and then Bakshavazaris, etc. So the Rebbe told me he should be Madgish more than Bainasacha and then the Chutzah. But then I think he said something, something like that, and the Rebbe said, Why are you so in the Then I started pointing to the people in the, in the room. <laughs> he says, So the guy started looking at everybody. So the Rebbe said, You don't have to embarrass them, you know. But what was the Rebbe saying? The Rebbe was not minimizing. It means there is such a concept. The Ebrister gave us the Yetzirah. We didn't create the Yetzirah exactly. So how do you explain this? So let me just use the last few minutes to, to share. I've shared this, I think, here too, but could I just repeat because it's a question a lot of people ask. You know, I mean, I don't want to repeat some of the, I don't want to say kfira, but you know, skeptics. Like someone says, maybe the Rebbe is looking at the world with his eyes. But when we look with our eyes, you don't see uh, what the Rebbe is seeing. Now, obviously, the Rebbe's eyes are clearer than our eyes. That's not a question. But the Rebbe said we should open our eyes. It means he wants us also to see it. That means it's So you have to say that we can also see it. That the Rebbe sees it, of course the Rebbe sees Gula, so he sees Gula. But the goal is not just the Rebbe should see it, that we should see it and live it, etc. So, so then I remember back then looking through all these things, topics, doing research. So I found the, the famous letter from the Rebbe you know, the, the, in, the, the, in Tavshin Vov, Tavshin Zayin, I believe, was printing, then they were printing Kevitz Labavitch. The Rebbe was publishing Kevitz Labavitch, which was events in Labavitch, but there was also a mother, a section called, a column called Tshuva Subiri, where people write to the Rebbe questions, questions in Nigla, Chsidis, mostly Chsidis, and we have like a good 25, uh, I can call it essays if you wish, 
that the Rebbe responds, beautiful stuff, unbelievable. And it's one of the only things we have mamish from the Rebbe's own writing. And it's not just that Shima that he wrote the Kitzur, it's like fully written out, published, and so on. Later they printed it in a cave called Truus of Yurim, and now it's printed in Igris Kedish, in Chelek Aleph and Beis, all these uh, Truus of Yurim, about all kinds of topics. One of them, someone writes to the Rebbe to be Mavaya in Yoni Tchiyas Hamesim And if you've ever, you've seen it, I'm sure, right? You ever, you ever learn it? The Hagdama there is unbelievable Hagdama on, on Mashiach, what Mashiach is, and very, very practical aces. So one thing I want to quote there, the Rebbe says there, that the, that the history of the world is all evolving to become a better world. It's the Teva, teva Elam. The Shtalshal. Some of you then, right? And then he says, except of course there are times and time, there's a dip, there's a shift, but generally speaking, everything is going toward, uh, toward more mezuchach, more refined world. And then the Rebbe says, and there's generally three tkufas in this. One is called Elam Hazah, Second is Yemesa Mashiach, and the third is Tchiyas HaMesim. Three Kufas. The first Kufa, the Rebbe says, Melchama ben Teva Ra. Melchama, there's Teva, there's Ra. It's a Teva, that's Teva Ra. Second stage is uh, the Melchama is over, but there's still Teva Ra Ba'ilam. And the third stage is when the Ebrishta is uh, Ruach HaTuma Avr Mina Oritz. The Ebrishta will remove Ruach HaTuma, Shechita Sayyetsa Hora, and Ra will be completely eliminated. But he says, Yemesa Mashiach is a tchufa with this Teva Ra. Now what does that mean, Bapashtas? What it means there's Teva Ra and there's no Melchama? There's Teva Ra, why is there no Melchama? Because you could have a war, and the war is over, but that doesn't mean there isn't an enemy. After World War II, the enemy didn't disappear. They surrendered, and they still were dangerous, but the war is over, because they don't have the power to fight anymore. They were destroyed but they didn't disappear. So, and psychologically speaking, you think right after a war ends, everybody's, okay, great, now we're, you have to rebuild, and you have to make sure that the, the enemy doesn't pop up again. It's not so simple, there's resurgencies, etc. So what the Rebbe is saying, briefly, is that you could have that, there's no kayachara of a mochama, where there's a molik, there's a, uh, a force, in that's at war with us. Even Yetzirah is still there, but what's, what's, what still remains with us is the psychological effect. When you're fighting a war all your life, and then suddenly someone tells you the war is over, it doesn't mean it's easy to suddenly adjust. You know, the, the classic story of the Japanese soldier was found in the 60s, 20 years after World War II, and he was still with a rifle, uh, it, was it was rusty, he couldn't use it anymore, and he thought the war was never over because he was living on some Pacific island and he never got the news. He never got the memo that the war was over. And he refused to put down his gun. So they said to him, the war is over. He says he wants to hear from the emperor himself. They said, the emperor is dead, you know, and he didn't believe that either. My point is, you can be fighting a war and the war is over and you still think the war is going on because your mind... You know, you have soldiers, for example, wake up in the middle of the night and they have nightmares because they're still in, in, in battle mode. So, I'm not saying this is a befetish and a sikhe, but based on all that we're talking, since Rab, Etzim is headed. And all became a mitzias through our actions, etc. But there comes a point through thousands of years of Aveda where we come to the end of the war, but that doesn't mean that we are still not in war mode. And the Rebbe is saying is, 
that he's trying to lift us up to see it through the Rebbe's eyes, that if you see it, if, you're, if you see your Yetzirah as not tefes mokim, and you, can, and you can adapt to that, the Yetzirah does not have the power you think it had. There was a time it had a lot more power. It's similar to what the Gemara says in Sukkot, that the Sadiqim in the future will see the Yetzirah and they'll see that it was a big mountain. And, they, and the Rashaim will see it was a little, a, little, a little mound. In other words, it's much more in our minds than it is in reality. I just wanted to add that in the whole picture. You can look at that, 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 that uh, tshuva. It's very interesting how the Rebbe explains. And it's very, it explains a lot of sikhs of what the Rebbe means. But the Birurim are finished, but it's still not over because we still have to do something. Because at the end of the day, it's not just we can go to sleep. We need to, we need to you know, if someone announces the goal is here, you have to also be ready to hear it and ready to live by it. It's not just an announcement. It's not just coming mamayla lamata. It's to come also mamata lamayla. Okay. Again, should be afrelech yudal kisu. We should be reunited with the Rebbe and the Rebbeson. In the simcha of uh, simchas nesuyin, the Rebbe gives up mezal tansenayt.